3: This is 7 News with Angie Hasselhoff.
2: Good morning. The Australian share market has been rocked for a third day straight as fears mount of a coronavirus pandemic. More than $120 billion has been wiped from the value of Australian stocks so far this week, while a new report from Deloitte has revealed 1.5 million people cancelled trips to Australia because of the virus and bushfire crisis in a further blow to the economy. On Wall Street this morning, the Dow Jones jumped as the market attempted to rebound after consecutive days of sharp selling. However, Spooked investors fear greater disruptions to the global economy will continue in the coming months. The coronavirus crisis has also prompted budget airline Tiger Air to cut its fleet by a third, hitting regional centres hard. Owner Virgin Australia has axed five domestic routes after confirming losses of almost $100 million in the past six months. The Brisbane base will be shut as the company looks to cut 750 jobs by the end of the year. The company says cancelling routes was not an easy decision but will keep the business profitable. Football great Graham Polly farmer has become the first AFL player to be diagnosed with CTE. The neurodegenerative disease caused by repeated concussions was discovered in his brain after he died last year. The findings, released in a new report overnight, shed new light on the football legend's suffering over two decades. CTE has been compared to Alzheimer's as it has similar effects, including short-term memory loss. One professor said Farmer's case was the most severe CTE diagnosis he had seen. Electricity companies will soon be banned from hitting customers with late fees as the federal government cracks down on dodgy charges. Political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra. Olivia, consumers could save hundreds of dollars.
4: Yeah, Andy, the government trying to put an end to these what they've described as unreasonable fees for customers who fail to pay their bills on time. Uh, new changes that are due to take effect from July will limit the penalties retailers can enforce under special discount deals which reward people for paying early but then slug them unfairly if they miss their deadline. The consumer watchdog uh, estimates the average customers penalised up to $185 a year as a result of these deals. Small businesses up to $845 a year. So that's the average. The extra charges have been as much as 40% of the total bill in the past. So for hu- some households, costing them an extra several hundred dollars a year under the changes agreed to by the Energy Minister, the savings on offer won't be quite so large for future customers. Those who've already signed up can keep their discounts, and any company. A court selling these dodgy deals could face fines of $100,000 per breach. The government says this is about making sure that energy bills are not only transparent but fair. Angie,
2: thanks very much, Olivia. A woman has been arrested after a house fire started during a domestic incident in Sydney overnight. Firefighters were called to this townhouse in Ryde around 10 o'clock. They managed to put the fire out, but called police after interviewing the residents. A 20-year-old woman was taken in for questioning. Families have turned their grief on police in an emotional day that left a coroner in tears as she heard the final evidence into the Melbourne Burke Street Massacre. They were speaking in memory of the men, women and children run down by James Gargasoulis, accusing police of being more concerned about protecting themselves than the public.
1: When a madman brought terror to the heart of our city, no one was prepared, not even police.
3: Someone needs to take this vehicle out before he killed someone received.
1: He killed six people. Now, after 31 days of evidence and excuses, their families aren't just grieving, they're bitter. Police say they did all they could. For the widow of Matthew C, it was nowhere near enough. The force touted a motto of safety first, which seemed to only apply to their officers. You should not wear a badge or carry the title if you're not willing to risk yourself for the safety of the public. Police followed James Gaga Soulas for hours. They hoped phone contact would end with a peaceful surrender. You cannot negotiate with a psychopath via text messages.
3: Multiple victims, multiple victims. As many units as you possibly can, we need to take him out.
1: This from Matthew C's father. One single offender armed with a knife and driving in a stolen car was able to challenge a contingent of law enforcement officers and one. And the brother of Yuski Kano, who now hates the country his sibling loved. Australia is a nation that is generous to killers and their families, but cold-hearted to victims. Families also spoke for the children of victims. Melinda Tan quoted her young daughter who recently asked why her father had to die. She said she would leave that question for police to answer. Chanel Vella, 7 News.
2: NRL star Josh Reynolds will be ready to take to the field this weekend after being cleared of domestic violence allegations. Police dropped the charges against the West Tigers player yesterday. His ex-partner says she was never formally interviewed by police and is now weighing up her legal options. She's also being investigated over alleged false information. The Duke of Sussex has insisted on being called just Harry as he returned to the UK for one of his final engagements ahead of the Megxit deadline. The Royal's introduction raised a few eyebrows as it seemed to confirm he won't be using the title of His Royal Highness. Start
4: the um, and He's made it clear that we are all just to call him Harry. So ladies and gentlemen, please give a big warm Scottish welcome to Harry.
2: It's the 35-year-old's first time back in the UK since he and his wife Megan announced they were resigning as royals and moving to Canada. Meantime, the Duchess of Cambridge has showed off her sporting skills at an event in London. Kate raced Team GB stars and tried her hand at Taekwondo at the city's Olympic Stadium. The 38-year-old is a patron of sports aid and was on hand to celebrate the important role parents and guardians play in the sporting success of children. The world's largest LED movie theatre has arrived in Australia with the first session screening in Sydney last night. Experts say fans should notice a difference in quality when compared to traditional cinemas.
3: Piece by piece putting together the movie theatre of the future. Hoyt's the first cinema company here to introduce the new technology that has already launched in 60 countries worldwide. No projectors, no film room, instead an LED display that's ten times brighter than traditional cinemas. It's not one big screen, it's a combination of a whole heap of little screens, but the pixels are so closely bunched together that you can't see any break in the screen. The first of the new theatres now up and running at Sydney's Entertainment Quarter. The next planned for Melbourne's High Point in a fortnight. Just in time for the next James Bond instalment.
2: You'd definitely want the
3: blockbusters um, on this screen uh, because, I mean, action-packed movies, thrillers. Hoyts have been tight-lipped about the cost of the new technology, only saying it came as part of an $18 million redevelopment. But industry experts say, at a minimum, the screen would be worth half a million dollars. For any cinema, the screen is probably the most important component beyond the seats. So to invest that kind of money on what people are looking at for two hours, I think makes sense. And a new lease of life for Dendi Cinemas by the Opera House with plans for a $10 million upgrade. Cameron Price, 7 News.
2: A dangerous blaze has broken out at Los Angeles refinery, sending flames soaring into the air. The fire broke out after an explosion in a cooling tower at the plant near Long Beach. It's believed a build-up of hydrogen gas caused the blast. A major LA highway had to be shut down for half an hour, causing traffic to bank up for kilometres. Crews are still working to extinguish the blaze, but it's believed to be under control. At least five people have died and several others are missing in floodwaters in the Indonesian capital of Jakarta. A month's worth of torrential rain has crippled the city with thousands left homeless and residents forced to get around on life rafts. Two teenagers are among the victims that either drowned or were electrocuted as floodwaters brought down power lines. Indonesian President Joko Widodo has unveiled plans to relocate the capital city due to future flooding fears. More and more older Australians are dipping into the value of their homes to help fund retirement, often to the dismay of their children. The rise of reverse mortgages means more retirees are spending the kids' inheritance, often splashing out on a bucket list of lavish adventures.
5: Standing before the great wonders of the ancient world, relaxing on a luxurious cruise or the train journey of a lifetime.
0: I think they're encouraging us to spend our money, so that's that's great.
5: I think there is a feeling of entitlement that's misplaced. A new report says of two and a half billion dollars worth of mortgages taken out in the past two years, nearly half are reverse mortgages by over 60s. Perhaps their savings are inadequate or the superannuations inadequate to fund the lifestyle that they uh, are looking forward to and they've built up equity in their house. Seniors are spending one billion dollars of their children's inheritance a year. I don't think it's irresponsible. Um, They've worked for 30 years. You know, they've built up the, the, the property value. Asset rich but cash poor. The trend of older reverse mortgagees looks certain to rise. It was dubbed the Great Wealth Transfer. A recent survey of superannuation fund members found 80% plan to leave their children an inheritance valued at an average of $500,000. And that's money Gen Y is banking on to buy their own homes. Increasingly the bank of mum and dad is funding education fees and home deposits. Particularly in Sydney and Melbourne where house prices are through the roof and the only way they can do it is get help from mum and dad or grandparents. Brian Seymour, 7 News.
2: McDonald's is auctioning off a golden shamrock shake it claims is worth $90,000 in the lead-up to St Patrick's Day. The fast food giant has created an 18-carat gold cup that's adorned with real diamonds and emeralds to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the drink. While you can't get a shamrock shake in Australia, you can bid for the cup on eBay. Bids are currently at around $45,000 Australian dollars. All the money raised will go to Ronald McDonald House Charities. Well, sneaking cauliflower into mashed potato, hiding the ice cream and installing workout equipment around the White House. These are all tactics employed by Donald Trump's former doctor, who's revealed the details of his top secret campaign to improve the president's health. Dr. Ronnie Jackson told The New York Times he was alarmed by Mr. Trump's ice cream obsession and his adamant belief a round of golf counted as a workout. Dr. Jackson has since left the White House and is running for Congress himself, but admits failing to change Mr. Trump's Trump's attitude towards his health is one of his biggest regrets. Air New Zealand has announced it could have flatbeds soon in economy for some of its long-haul flights. The airline has filed patent and trademark applications for what it's calling the economy sky nest. The proposed cabin would contain six full-length sleep pods, three levels of beds and two beds on each level. However, it will be more than a year before customers have any chance of sleeping in them. Steve Smith has retaken the mantle as the number one ranked test batsman in the world, with India's Virat Kohli dropping to second. Back at the scene of the ball-tampering scandal in Cape Town, Pat Cummins says the Aussies haven't experienced any aggression from the locals while there.
3: Don't really know what what we were expecting. Um, Maybe something a bit more hostile, but they've been been excellent. Supportive of South Africa, like you would expect, but um, no, they've been really respectful.
2: After the T20 decider, Australia plays a three-game, one-day series beginning on Saturday night. Pakistan has pulled off one of the upsets of the T20 World Cup after beating the West Indies by eight wickets in Canberra. Chasing 125 for victory, the Pakistanis were rarely troubled as they reached the mark with ten balls to spare. They're now second in Group B after England recovered from two for seven to thrash Thailand by 98 runs. Carlton forward Charlie Curnow could be on the sidelines for longer than expected. Curnow still has stabilising equipment in his knee after breaking his patella, falling on some tiles. The Blues are hopeful he'll return by mid-year, but Seven News understands he could be out for much longer. Eddie Betts has been given a late call-up for the bushfire relief State of Origin game after Brisbane captain Dane Zorko pulled out due to hamstring concerns. The game is live and free across the screens of Seven tomorrow. Valentine's Holmes says he'll be a better player at the Cowboys than when he was a shark. The 23-year-old admits he's more settled back in his home city of Townsville after his NFL stint and loving the simple things.
3: Just when I'm driving around, I really enjoy and soak it up that I'm back home and going to mum and dad, seeing them uh, more often than when I was down in Sydney. I I would always come back just on bye weeks or at the end of the season, so I couldn't really see them much.
2: Captain Michael Morgan is confident of recapturing his best after a nightmare 2019 season that included several nasty concussions. Former world number one Maria Sharapova has announced her retirement from tennis. The 32-year-old was unable to recapture her best form after being given a 15-month doping ban in 2016. Sharapova won five Grand Slam titles, including the 2008 Australian Open. Nick Kyrgios was booed off the court at the Mexico Open after retiring with a wrist injury in his opening round clash with Hugo Umber. Strapping's a
3: little unfair of the fans to react like this if he really is injured.
2: Ash Barty is through to the quarterfinals in Qatar after Eleanor Ribikina retired before their third-round match. She beat Lara Sigmund in the second round. The basketball world has been waiting for Zion Williamson to go head-to-head with LeBron James, and the mouthwatering clash didn't disappoint. James proved he's still the king, scoring 40 points, but even he was impressed by the new kid on the block. James!
3: Oh! Punch it home, LeBron!
0: What was your impressions of Zion Williamson tonight? But the kid is special, man, and, um, you know, they got a good one
2: in them. The Lakers went on to beat New Orleans 118-109. to One half-court shot is difficult enough, but what about five in a row? The South Dakota State's women's basketball team has gone viral after a video was posted online of them sinking five baskets in a row from the hallway, halfway line. No way. Ah! The video has been watched by more than four million people online. Homeowners in Washington state in the US have been inundated with tumbleweeds. Strong winds have caused the tumbleweeds to pile up around people's homes, in some cases blocking their front doors. Taking a look at the weather around the country, ex-tropical cyclone Esther is generating intense rain, storms and wind in the Northern Territory, while troughs are causing showers and storms in parts of Western Australia, Queensland and New South Wales. Around the capitals, possible thunderstorms in Brisbane, 30 degrees, sunny in Sydney, 25, cloud clearing in Canberra, 27 degrees, a sunny morning then cloud developing this afternoon in Melbourne, 21, windy with showers for Hobart, 19, Adelaide mostly sunny, 22, possible thunderstorms in Perth, 30, 30, uh, the same storms in Darwin, 31 degrees. That is seven early news for this Thursday, the 27th of February. I'm Angie Asimus.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.